Hello and welcome to I Am Geek. This is episode 241. I'm Ryan, joined by my brother Chris and our good pal Katrin. Hey, yo. Tonight we have a very special guest and we're going to talk about some spooky, fun things. It's going to be a fun night. So if you like pirates, you like treasure, you like escaping from it all, then you're going to have a fun night tonight. So here we go. Welcome <laughs> Craig Watt from Terror Isle uh, Adventures, Terror Isle Adventures, Escape yes, Birds. And haunted attractions and so much that we're going to get to. But welcome tonight to the show. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, glad to glad to be on here with you guys. I was glad you were able to finally come out and see the second half of what we do. Yeah, it was amazing, and we're gonna get into that. I went and my wife and then the our friends from Princess and Scoundrel, uh, the YouTube show slash podcast came with us, and we had a blast. Um, awesome. We've I've personally done a lot of escape rooms. I know Catron has done a lot of escape rooms. Chris has done a few. Uh, yeah, I'm still in one. I never <laughs> got out. Just it's called marriage, there. am I right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my wife doesn't watch or listen. Well, <laughs> but this was probably yeah one of the best escape rooms I've ever been to, as far as quality and just. The way the games run, it was, it was top notch. So let's get into sort of, tell us your background. Tell us how you got into haunted attractions and escape games because this is something that most people you know don't get into. So this is really cool to have somebody on here that's uh, done both. It's interesting because uh, I, before I did this, I've done um, two escape rooms. <laughs> so I, I really I. I yeah, I'm a I'm a rookie at them too. So, uh, which is a good thing because I've always my background is um, I'm an insurance guy by day, but um, pay the bills, afford this thing. But um, I was a musician growing up, and I always liked writing my own music. I did not like to play covers uh, because I always felt like it would influence the way I would write. Next thing I know, it sounds like so and so. So I had that. I've always had that mindset, and I, t- I took it into this business too. So, not coming from that background, it uh, actually gives you a whole different approach to it. So, my background, I'm I'm a haunted house guy. Um, I've did it mm, 20 years in my house, slowly oh, building wow. up, doing it with the kids. Awesome. Kids get grown, they leave. Then I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> so I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go build a uh, pro one as they call it. So in the haunt world, you know, they have the home haunters and the pro haunters. They, they love saying this, but it's the same thing. Uh, the home guys have to learn how to build lots of stuff from scratch because they have no budget. So that's where you get into like the geeky stuff, you know, building things out of whatever you can find and, and uh, um, using, you know, old computers and monitors, whatever you can get together to yeah. put together. But you have time. You can sit there and craft your project for the year. I'm going to build this monster that pops out. That's air pneumatic, blah, blah, blah. And you just go through it. You can't do that on a pro level. It's just too much work, too massive. So, so I came from that background, but when I started to build this, I'm like, I got to fill in the other 11 months <laughs> and being a business guy and working with tons of businesses, I'm looking at all the different models and I studied the haunted house industry for about 10 years, podcast, a lot of them. There's some great podcasts out there in the haunt world. And um, I got um, really into looking at all the different models and asking tons of questions because haunted house owners are awesome to bounce ideas off of. 
they will tell you more than you want to hear. They love talking about their trade and no one hides things. The whole industry really works together. If you go to their Facebook groups, it's, hey, how do I do this? And there'll be a thousand people that'll share. And it's really elevated up the technology and the knowledge. It's really cool. And so um, I, I thought about, you know, murder mysteries, dinner theater. I thought about paintball. I thought about all that. And I was like, you know, what would be cool is taking escape room games and stuffing them inside the haunted house. Yeah. Sounds cool, right? Logical. It's ultra complicated because <laughs> all the way from the, the fire code, you know, a haunted house, you can't have really can't have doors. You can have curtains, but you can't have doors that have magnetic locks. It's, it's a fire trap. Escape rooms, it's all about magnetic lock doors. Right. <laughs> so literally, we had to design this from the ground up with two, just almost two different brains because it's two different worlds. Escape rooms are geeky. Haunted House is more like rock and roll, outcast, like to scare people. But merging them <laughs> together, even at the trade show, the, uh, it's called Trans World. It's the biggest trade show for haunted houses. <laughs> and they have a whole escape room <laughs> section. You don't see people even crossing over that. I would go to the classes this year. And I'd go to escape room classes because I need to soak in all the information. There's really not that many haunters in there. But they're starting to grasp this. And, and the strength of a haunted house person is immersive theater, deep psychological design. I mean, you know, when you scare someone in a haunt, you don't note it when you're walking through. But there's someone that's figured out, hey, I'm going to put this distraction here. I'm going to have them come this way. I'm going to hit these two senses so I can make the reptilian brain kick in and they fall on the floor. Uh, it, it's really <laughs> logical, but you don't see all that. You just go, oh, I just got scared. So combining the both of them, it made sense on paper. Very complicated, but I think we pulled it off. Uh, so, you did. You did. I'll go uh, ahead and say it. <laughs> and, and, and we're trying to – I want. I don't think I could ever merge both into just one business because I've had that idea. How do you – because there's scare versus puzzle solving. You can't solve puzzles scared. It, it, it's too yeah. hard. Just the watch the Saw movies. It doesn't work out for them. It doesn't. And, you know, Vegas has a Saw paper. <laughs> I wonder, I, I, I've read some reviews of it, but it, 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 I don't think you could just flat out put a bunch of actors in there and scare the snot out of them and, and, and expect them to solve puzzles. It doesn't work. So <laughs> I don't know if you can get it to the point of where it's merged into one new beast. But I don't really even call them escape rooms. What we do is I call them adventure rooms. Yeah. We do it a little different. We, you mm -hmm. know, escape rooms, you go in, you got 60 minutes for people who have never played them before. Uh, you're solving a series of puzzles. It's like a live action video game, basically. Um, and without the virtual glasses, right? So, but most escape rooms, they give you either a limited amount of clues or if you fail, oh, well, they want you to come back. And um, I played one recently that is one of the best in the country. It's fabulous. It's a haunted house guy owns it. And uh, I won't mention that. Um, but he gives you three clues. And you pay a lot of money to go in. Yeah. <laughs> and we were seven minutes late. We shouldn't, uh, people of all people should know you don't show up late to escape room because they cut your time. We didn't beat the game. We didn't get to see the big finale. And I looked at my guy and I was like, that's exactly why everybody's a winner at our place. So we're going to make it as hard as possible. <laughs> we're going to let you get right on the edge through our game masters, which are like dungeon masters, and get you right on the edge where you struggle all the way to the end, but you win the game. So you feel like you had a good time. You, you yeah. ended the movie. 
And it's just a different, okay. and I think some escape rooms are moving this way because the model of, oh, they'll come back and play the same game. They won't. They'll play the other games. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. spent some of the magic. But yeah, so it's it's been interesting. We're about three months in and uh, getting amazing reviews. Uh, more than I expected. I was pretty shocked. But uh, and it, it really is the immersiveness. I think, I think it's just hitting all senses. We, we, we take the whole haunted house approach where, I mean, I've got smells. I've got lights. I've got sound. I've got wind. I even have a beach. Um, and then on a house, we have water that blasts out and, you know, cannons. And so we even have these things called uh, butt kickers, which I don't know if y'all know what those are. Yeah. Okay. In the movie stuff, the, it, the haptics, uh, right? <laughs> um, we have haptic things buried into the floor of one of the games. It makes the whole thing awesome. move. I mean, we're trying to hit every cent uh-huh. you can to make it fully immersive. Uh, projection. Um, I'm going to get into more uh, projection mapping. The company I was about to buy a bunch from went under, unfortunately. So I got to figure out the technology, but bringing in layers of projection map, just anything you could throw in technology wise to take it to another level. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's, I, that was one thing I told you that night that I'm like, what I really loved about what you guys were doing was that we finished. Like, it wasn't like the three clues and you're out. It, we we got to finish. We got to see what the ending was, and I didn't know that going in. So like we're freaking out, and they're like, we gotta keep going. We got because the timers, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Counting down, and but we made it to the end. I think the second game we played, we did a little better than the first game. Um, but both were just amazing. So I definitely want to come back because you have three games, right? We have three games. Uh, we're gonna build a. The, those games are. So this whole place was built by. I, it didn't all me. It, I had the big ideas of things. I dipped in and out, and I did a lot of the construction. But I've had haunted house builders. I've had haunters. I had an escape room company uh, design these first initial games and build them. It is an army. I'd say artists, painters. Uh, our place has probably more styrofoam than any haunted house. <laughs> <in the country. laughs> Literally everything's carved out of foam, and then we hard-coded. Um, all the stonework, all the... The columns, the, I mean, uh, the stuff on the back of the ships. I mean, we have so much foam in there. I mean, I was buying just from a, a place in Houston, just truckloads of it. Um, and I didn't even think to save the shavings to make beanbags, but I could have totally. <laughs> <laughs> but not an environmentally friendly business. Uh, but it, it uh, <laughs> yeah, the, it's interesting. The, t- the technology is pretty cool on how this works. So. There's like different levels of escape rooms. So escape room guys apparently don't use this terminology anymore, but I'm not an escape room guy. So they have like generations. So generation one is like analog puzzles. And it doesn't mean one's better than the other because I've, I played one recently in Houston that has live actors. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And they weren't over the top tech heavy. So that would be like locks, you know, wooden puzzles, you know, uh, they're hard. They can be hard. Yeah. Uh, second generation is is someone's behind the curtain pushing buttons, mm. electronics, you know, releasing this door, opening this hatch. Third generation is what we do, and that's where uh, we we have software called M3 um, that everything runs to it, and we have game masters like dungeon masters upstairs with a giant screen with cameras in every room. Mm. They have uh, headphones on. They have their own microphone. Uh, we have um, in each each of the rooms we have uh, you know everything's 
you know, we have a back and forth PA. Those computers basically go through to a hub, if you will, called a PLC in each game, which then broadcast out gazillions of wires to all these switches and and um, effects and, and uh, things that release and smoke machines and lights. And it, it runs off what's called DMX, if you all have ever heard of that. Yeah. DMX. It's the same st- things they use in rock concerts for lighting. Um, um, it's a it's a pretty cool software that you can use to control the coding. You can control anything on it. Um, so it's it's whatever your imagination can come up with. TV controls, we do all that too. Everything. So there's a gazillion wires in there. Um, I'm scared with DMX. It's one long series yeah. wire. One snap, you're screwed. And I'm going, <laughs> concert really run off one series of wire? Yeah. Yep. That's how they do it. I'm like, really? It's like, and so it works apparently. <laughs> but um, So it's a yeah. show that you're putting on and it's this all this programming that makes it happen, right? And it's not just going in and solving puzzles, basically, but you're going yeah. in for an experience more than, than anything, yeah. right? We, 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 it's the run by Skynet. It's, trying to figure out <laughs> Thing like a, like a video game console yeah and you flip the different games out there's a haunted house game and there's escape room games and who knows what else we'll come up with next because i've come up with ideas of things that are non-intellectual more skill level games mm. under time those that are good at puzzles <laughs> but you know they're good at games of skill you know making an obstacle course sort of thing where you have to solve things under timers but basically um yeah, there's some program on the back end on that side, which I have an amazing guy that owns Escape Room Games called Exodus Games on the East Coast. Um, this guy, he's a saint. He's he does did all the programming, um, pulling all the trades in, just trying to you know the my my approach to anything like this is you kind of give the parameters to someone and you let them go do their thing because yeah. the worst thing you can do to an artist and go I want it exactly like this because they don't put their heart in it. You know, right. Go to a tattoo guy and go, here's my drawing. I want exactly like this. It's not going to, you know, you go, here's the drawing. Give me your version of this. And that's how you get really the best out of people. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, and it's, it's working, you know, the, we're still in what's called the hardening phase where it, I learned what that is real quick. That's where people break stuff. <laughs> you go, <laughs> those boards on the floor come up. You know, oh. um, well, <laughs> 33 beer drinking bankers and insurance people in there and someone <laughs> unscrew one of the magnetic locks. And I'm like, really? They unscrewed <laughs> the, that. It's not even a pirate puzzle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, this hardening process where you have to base, basically make by six months, everything's bulletproof. Um, yeah. Man, they you think you have everything childproofed in there? They'll find something. It's bizarre. <laughs> um, Brian yeah, a lot of them will say, you things, know, didn't he? Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, I didn't. Right. We didn't break anything. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we're good. Actually, I encourage breaking because then we, first of all, we figured yeah. out how to build these games ourselves by fixing them. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I can do this now. A lot of the stuffs Arduino, uh, you say the Arduino programming, the little boards. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people do a lot of that with their smart homes and stuff like that. Yeah. I, um, there are off the shelf things that haunters use that the, the, those people decided to go in escape room stuff. We're going to use a little bit of their stuff. Cause it's, I think the program is a little overkill. I think it's a uh, job security for the people that make these games. <laughs> <laughs> Can you come to my game? 
nah, and we figured a way around it. But yeah, fixing this stuff, it, it, I was like, oh, that gave me an idea about how to do this. And so we've, we've managed to build a couple of new puzzles ourselves that um, just to start testing it out. And one of them is analog. I got a scale in there from like Eastern European, European scale that's just big, gnarly metal thing. Nice. And I won't give the clues mm-hmm. on how it works, but basically you weigh <laughs> out things and it, and it, and it gives you clues and it's, it, it's the most basic thing in the world, but it's hard. People struggle with it. <laughs> where we have a torch where you have to light it. It runs off uh, RFID, uh, just like your badge, security badges, um, that, to do the triggering. Uh, but learning these toys, I never knew this stuff because I'm not an escape room guy. I'm like, man, I'm bringing this stuff into the haunted house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, like, I'm bringing tech in the haunts because – Haunts have kind of gotten stagnant with a lot of their tech. Sure. Um, and uh, I just came up with a new one. And uh, I hope they don't copy it. I want to be the first guy to roll it out. But you guys play video games. I'm not a video game guy. Um, yeah. I was listening to a, another podcast and somebody was talking about doing these um, um, situational shooting training things. Uh-huh. And they're best. They're not haptic, but they're like shock vest, right? Oh wow, because that's a little a little extreme. And <laughs> that that's, is a little extreme. <laughs> yeah, so they want to simulate when you shoot somebody, that person gets shocked, and it, 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 they're trying to make it as real as possible in these mm. these scenarios. But it got my brain turned. Like, I know they make haptic vests. I know they make haptic things for laser tag. So I started digging around, and I found. Hang on, let me grab it. <laughs> This is the coolest thing ever. I don't know if y'all n- know this brand in video games. Can y'all see it? W O O J E R. Hoosier. No. Hoosier. Not familiar. No. This is a <laughs> haptic vest with one, two, three, four, six butt kickers basically on it. So it's, <laughs> that's cool. I was like, man, I don't do touching in our haunts. Some haunts do touching. I, yeah. I, I believe that that it it's weak. Uh, if you can't scare somebody with your your abilities and your 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 settings, then you need to go practice. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird, and it, and it, and I'm an insurance guy. And I'm like, ah, we ain't touching anybody. <laughs> I sure as hell will put them in a haptic suit. So I came up with a really this is going to be cool, and no one's doing this. Uh, so that's still my idea, I'm sure. Um, so this fourth escape room game, I'm going to strap people in these haptic vests but they're going to be coated with a pirate jacket because everything we have is pirate thing. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be able to trigger these things when magic spells go off, when a, <laughs> when a gun gets shot at you. Yeah. And it's going to be cool. Nobody's that doing cool. it. Wow. That's awesome. Games all the time. And it's yeah. just like, it's the, it's this technology is not really that complicated. We got way crazier stuff. It's just, it's just, Speakers to have a little off-center weight, basically just vibrates. Right. And uh, people are, you know, people make these things off of Sony controllers and stuff like that. But I was just like, nah, I need something a little industrial. So this brand, this I haven't tested yet. I'm charging it. I'm just like waiting for the two-hour charge. <laughs> right. Imagine being in the vest and you're playing that game you played, and then certain triggers happen and things start vibrating your, your clues. It's just another level of making it more immersive. Yeah. Uh, does that connect with like Bluetooth or something like that? Or you can do Bluetooth or um, um, you got a jack on it. So okay, 
The problem with Bluetooth is, because I've been trying to map this out on my head, how the hell am I going to do this? And this is where the home haunter stuff comes in, because I got to figure out how to rig this thing. Um, Bluetooth, obviously, you know, you have a one connection, mm-hmm. one yeah. device pairing. Well, say, I don't think I can get this ready for the haunt season, but I definitely will do it in the fourth game and then figure out how to do it through a whole maze. So the way our haunts laid out is it tells a story. You start in a ship, you end in the treasure room. Um, imagine any pirate story. It's basically the same thing. You shipwreck, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, we got voodoo sections. We've got taverns. We've got dungeons. We got all that stuff. But um, with a Bluetooth, you only have a hundred foot. Right. That's the weakness of Bluetooth. I have one that would get maybe 125. Uh, they're limited. It's a cleaner sound, obviously. But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take FM transmitter receiver okay. and receiver. Yeah. I'll hook up the FM receiver to it. Um, that way, whatever's tuned into that blank station, so I can trigger from multiple spots that transmit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all it is is a dumb, you know, radio that has a lock. Yeah. That's going to be hooked to this thing. And that way, my actors in the heart, my vision of this is my actors have uh, guns, the muskets, and, and we already have cannons that as they're walking through, you pay for this VIP version and bam, you're getting hit. <laughs> it, it, it's going <laughs> without touching. Uh, the escape room game, it's going to, uh, we're going to get it where it's involved in the cluing and stuff like that. We can get, we could do that one Bluetooth probably. But, uh, yeah. Sign me up. I'm, cool. I'm there. First, first thing. <laughs> pretty cool. Cause I'm like, how, what other, you know, I learned this from a, a haunting guy that's a, a pretty big in the industry. And he's like, you need to borrow things from other fields um, to make things. And he, he did a whole program just on like, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, feng Shui. Hmm. Like Feng Shui, <laughs> feng shui have to do haunted houses. <laughs> if you ever read a Feng Shui book, there's the anti-Feng Shui. This is the stuff not to do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't line doors up. Yeah. Right. It throws people uh, off. Right. You don't have cabinet. A, a, the doors aiming at you. Yeah. There's all the psychological stuff with feng shui. So when you're building a haunt, you really can use the technology of, of the anti feng shui that psychologically screws with people. They have no idea this is going on. I mean, right. honors, <laughs> just sit around how to do this. Um, so barring from all these other fields like this is a gamer thing, man. Um, mm-hmm. um Virtual reality, I don't think will ever take over haunts. There are some out there. It's just that it's no, it's not there. It's like cheating, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just not there. There are some guys we had on our grand opening. We had a um, a vendor out there that had he had a. I didn't get to play it. He had a haunt um, haunted house uh, virtual game, but this technology I think you could use. You know, yeah. I'm always digging around in other areas because otherwise you just kind of get in that rut. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's cool. I mean, like, this. No, go ahead. No, I'm just excited about this thing. I want it to charge up. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, this whole concept is right up my alley because I don't know if I told you or not, but I've had background in working in haunts and riding escape rooms. So when I saw you doing this, I was like, this is like the best of both worlds for me <laughs> because I loved making. I used to do like escape rooms for events, like private events and stuff. So. Sure. I, write it for the private events and then i would work for um bush gardens during their house scream thing so yeah the scaring so this is like this is the best of both worlds and it's like on universal studios level like your your place it's so cool um 
Oh, well, like, I'm not going to give anything away because I want people to go experience it, but there is, like, one game starts with two animatronics that are actually talking to you instead of telling you the story. Instead of, like, you go to a lot of escape rooms, you'll have some guy that works there come in, and he's like, <laughs> and welcome to the escape room. Here's the story. You're a pirate, and there's going to be some Yeah. <laughs> it, it's... It, 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 I mean, I soaked up a lot from that uh, this guy named Josh who owns Exodus Games, and uh, um, th- he's a 26 year old genius kid, amazing guy. I love this dude. He um, he, he he said it is it's your your uh, game masters make or break the game. Yeah, and sure. So like uh, for instance, like um, you know, if you go in an escape room, there's always this big old clock somewhere. You don't have a clock in the pirate world. And they were trying to talk me into putting a TV in there and then put a nice pretty frame around it. (laughs) No, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. So we do auditory. Um, We we have a lot of pre-recorded voiceover things. Mm. I don't know. The games are kind of weird because um, the guy that wrote and designed the games, he's he's not with me anymore. We we kind of parted ways. Um, But. Big gamer guy, big board game guy, big video game guy, and and um, um, you could see kind of the 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 evolution of him writing. The, I said, here's what I want. This is what I do, and then he would put together of of the you know game first game versus third game, and um, we have a lot of cluing on the first game that's manual. It's someone up there with a microphone and they do their pirate thing, you know, the mateys and all that. Um, the second one, we actually use televisions with pre-recorded actors um, on them. And we have to you can't imagine enough clues to pre-record, you know, because someone's going to do something dopey and you're going to have to go. You have to give them a clue. But it's really cool because this actress, the the, the TV screen runs off these little these uh, uh, boxes basically are triggered. Um, that have SD cards with the pre-recorded videos and it has the clues built into it. So we could, upstairs, you can hit the button and give them a clue, sends a signal down, triggers that video, and this actress, who is um, our voodoo priestess, who she's going to be on her shirt this year that I got designed. It's amazing. Um, so, but the, the third one, um, we have it coming from the wall. There's a big carving so it's talking so mm. we kind of mix it up but yeah we want to make it so immersive why would you have a clock in there yeah <laughs> um yeah that definitely definitely helps helps with it. And, and, the, and the kids are good at this i'm learning how to operate the games i'm terrible you don't want me running your- oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part was the first one we played like we had just gotten started and we were we finally got out of one area a cage basically and they come over the loudspeaker and they say you have 10 minutes left and we're like what what's going on we just start and they're like we're just kidding <laughs> uh that was me we don't normally do that i, I had to mess with you it made so. me laugh it was, it was so funny about 50 minutes they're like what <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just kidding yeah um yeah, it's, it's pretty cool being up there because you have to design these games. W- what we had a problem with is when we first rolled out, we rolled out one game and then got the second one going, got the third one going. Because as we're rolling these out during the day, we're 
building, repairing and fixing things that were given to us that didn't quite work the way they were sold and, and trying to fix all the problems. And, and, um, and I'm grateful for that because it did teach me. I'm like, Oh, I can do this for thousands of dollars cheaper. Um, but it, it, with each one of those things with the, 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 um, the, the cluing, you get someone in there that's played a lot of escape room games. They were whipping through these things in 30 minutes. And I'm like, this is a nightmare. What are we going to do? So we're like, okay, I guess we got to put our big boy pants on and make some extra games. So we start adding them in there and we got it about ballast out now where it, 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 you want, you can always make it easier. You can't make them harder. So, so the thing is we, we really went a little bit over the average person's skill levels on some of these, but we can, get them the timing right where they finish just right cool that's the key that yeah. way is a winner we've only had three people lose and oh I'm, wow and You're like, we've tried everything i'm sorry we, hey, we're well, turning the lights off going home one group i think they were hired in a kite i think that was a problem <laughs> three days yeah <laughs> i don't think they were going to escape to their car <laughs> the one thing that about got me is before i think it was before we played the second game you were just sort of going over the rules real fast and you said whatever you do don't touch anything that's red because if because that's not part of the game don't touch anything that's red (laughs) you know sprinklers or whatever so we get in this game and we're we get to a part and we're stuck we're like what are we supposed to do and there's these two um handprints that are red on these two things and i'm like we can't touch red so we know that has nothing to do with the game so we can't touch red for those (laughs) so then somebody came over the speaker said you can you can touch those (laughs) it's like oh okay yeah it's it's kind of hard it's so weird it's uh, literally you 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 have two different brains you have to run on this so the haunted house no one touches anything they stay in the center of the lane they crouch down they don't see any of this decor. Yeah. <laughs> first, since we're brand new, we had about 2,500 people run for the season, which is not bad for a first year haunt, but it's it's not where we're going to end up. We'll end up at 12,000. It's about all we can do because mm. uh, it's a single run. And it's not like, you know, Universal, you have, you know, multiple 10 haunts, you know, yeah. which if you have never been to Universal haunt, you got to go. It's oh, not, the decor is just, I just geeked out the whole time in that thing. I was just, <laughs> I, they, you could throw something at me and try to scare me. And I'm not going to care. I'm like, look, I'm like, how did they build that? That's I do the same thing. <laughs> you know, you're not even scared. You're like trying to figure out how they made something. Right. Um, yeah. I've done, but, I, when I went through the universal ones, I was just pointing at something going, Ooh. And someone's like, Oh, I'm like, don't, I'm, I'm looking at how you build stuff. Just, just yeah. go scare those people. <laughs> I mean, contracting heaven. So, so with the haunted houses, it's, it's, it's so weird because no one sees anything. I, they don't look up. So all our, we have second story on part of this thing, and we have a lot of high ceilings um, because there are, our haunt's not big. It's 5,500-square-foot building. That's not a big haunted house, but we pack it in really tight. It doesn't feel like it. Escape uh, room games were massive because they're multiple room games. But, um, I mean, we do all the Disney tricks. We do the the upper floors are smaller, mm-hmm. the psychological, like, <laughs> we play with all those tricks, those those theme park tricks we use a lot of those we have a lot of windows where we haven't gotten to it yet we're doing projection out the windows where and we do do some of this but we're slowly at it we have clouds we have uh, uh those types of things to create that depth 
uh-huh. you know, trying to use some of those those games. Uh, and then like Disney did, if you watch the Imagineering series, which is awesome, um, you know, they start bringing in that projection mapping. And we did some of that this year, but uh, we're definitely that's coming coming in there. We've got spiders and all kinds of crap that we're gonna do. Uh, but these the escape room people versus the haunt, it's just everything has to be bulletproof, and you have to lock things. So those, yeah. we have locks locking the computer rooms, and we're like, okay, how do we? And maybe we need to change the color of the locks. But um, <laughs> just paint the just paint the hands white or something. Yeah, that works. It's it's like how do you keep people out of places they're not supposed to go and think it's part of the game, um, and, and and they kept we have emergency buttons for these magnetic doors, and no matter how many times you would tell them, the kids go slap it. Mm. <laughs> they're not supposed to do that, so now we have big signs over it. It's it's very interesting watching the psychology of people do these. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was your favorite part? Oh man. Um. <laughs> There was one thing that I thought was really fun that I've never seen in an escape room before is that you basically had a skee-ball game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this thing looks like a skee-ball game. And then I found then all these I found these balls, and I'm like, it's a skee-ball game. And you had to like roll it in this mouth that was moving up, uh, open nice. and closed to get something awesome. to trigger. I still don't know what that triggered. It triggered something. It popped out <laughs> some stuff around the corner. Oh, okay. Because I was doing that, and other people were around the corner. Yeah, yeah, it 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 pops some 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 those golden things out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the skee ball game is pretty interesting because that was a um, all of our games, and from a financial business standpoint, I did not do this right. We basically said we want this, and I should have said to these escape room builders, "What do you have?" and let me reverse engineer it into the game. So uh-huh. so the the way a really, really good haunt, the big haunts that do a good job is you write a backstory. Mm-hmm. So I came up with Terror Isle. I wanted a pirate theme because we're right on the water. Yeah. No one pirate haunts. Uh, there's one called Pirates of Emerson in San Francisco. There's a few people have a little bit of pirate here and there, but not a fully dedicated. I mean, pirates are nasty, scary people. Then you got the <laughs> voodoo thing. I mean, we literally, we're six blocks from the water, uh, Jean Lafitte right there you know um we're we literally are where pirates used to be you know we're 15 minutes from galveston texas so it's 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 all there right so uh we i, I brought in a guy um from houston uh, um that wrote his name is billy stewart he has a bunch of horror books he's written and um he's got podcasts he does all this stuff too um and uh, we became friends over Facebook, and he helped me write the whole backstory. So we then, from the backstory, now you got kind of a, it's it's kind of storyboarding the haunted house yeah. and the games. And then from there, mm. you can flesh out your characters. So now you got your characters for your haunt, and you got your characters for the escape room games, and you have, it, it makes it flow better. Instead of just like, in haunted houses, you'll be in one room, and in a, you know, insane asylum, this room's clouds, next room's this, next thing that. It, it just it's weird you know you go to universal there's a theme on that one that's the theme it tells the mm-hmm. story the year i went they had a ghostbusters one uh, it, the ghostbusters story it yeah. literally if you walk through and they did us um and it told the story and if you've seen the movies you're like oh they just made it all flow and that that's what we try to do with that so so you have that backstory you write the backstory you got the characters and all that stuff so then you can create these games 
Um, and then so we go in there with them, and we were like, hey, we want this game, this game. Well, they had to custom every game. Not a good idea from a <laughs> money standpoint. Yeah. I, if I did it again, what I would do is go to them and go, all right, what games you have and how do we reskin them? Yeah. And that, that, that particular game was one of theirs. They already had because yeah. they CNC, they have computer systems that they CNC route a lot of their stuff. They're basically fancy cabinet builders with circuit boards in them. That's what those <laughs> They're building stuff for NASA right now, these guys. Oh, wow. But yeah, there's a lot of different games that I haven't seen in escape rooms that were and some of them were probably just simple things like i like i don't want to give everything away but i like the <laughs> um part where you have to uh quote unquote dance oh yeah 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 that was fun like that was just something different mm-hmm. and just just how it was laid out and you could tell that it was a story um i thought you there's a lot of escape rooms that will do like you're locked in a cell but i really liked how you did it we were locked in a cell. Um, sort of the team was split and locked in two cells, yep. and that was really cool. Classic uh, move in escape room games. Yeah. Trying to the, 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 add the pirate effects um, and, and, and trying to actually go along with the story. The dancing thing's kind of funny. These things um, are cursing me because from the get-go, the original idea is uh, we have these, these uh, and we're going to bring these into the hot this year. We have these uh, mare folk, fishmen, basically, okay? <laughs> half man, half fish. And the original idea is we're going to put them in a giant net and hang it above in that big treasure room. And you have to position yourself certain places to trigger the, the next piece. Well, we put them all in this thing. Anyways, a gazillion pounds. And then my insurance brings <laughs> going off because we're, I got me, uh, ex Marine and another guy. We're trying to hoist this big net. Full of, <laughs> I'm like, if it takes three people to do this, and my building's uh, a 1915 building, it's it's mm. a fortress. It survived the Tech City disaster explosion and hurricanes, and it had these big beams. But I'm like, if it's this heavy, I don't think I should be doing this. This is gonna <laughs> crush somebody. <laughs> so we rearrange them, and these things have sensors in them, um, and they don't always work. You don't see this when you're playing, but you have to go in a specific pattern to do the thing, and um, the sensors work half the time so we visually do this so now we've kind of made it to a fun thing is if you dance in there you, you solved it so people are starting to dance in there which is hilarious so <laughs> that's funny yeah. yeah it was funny because we were there with another couple and and that's the first time that the couple that we were with that's the first time we've met in person like we have been they came on our show and i've talked to them online and stuff but so my wife and her husband was in another room working a puzzle. And then we get this thing that says dance. And we're looking at each other like, are we supposed to start dancing with each other? What is going on? And then we figured out, oh, no, we got to follow this thing. It was really funny. But, um, yeah, it was it was really cool. I, I'm still going back and forth which game. Of course, we haven't played the third game, but which of the two games I like better. But they were both so different that, um, I mean, I loved both of them. There was elements of both of them that I just loved. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I fuck this system. I'm a rebel. I'm always in trouble. I'm total libertarian rebel, right? So, one <laughs> of the things um, I was told is you need to make each game a different theme. And what I mean by that, like drastic, like you got an Egyptian room, you got a NASA room, you got this. And I'm yeah. like, no, that makes no sense because you could create you could create totally different games, but stay still in this terrible world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
play with. I mean, we have the voodoo material. We have pirate material. We use uh, the next game we're going to do. We're going to um, go into more of uh, magical type stuff. So the whole backstory of Terra Isle is there. There's this, you know, like Galveston Island kind of place. And there's a, a, a pirate king. And the pirate king has his treasure hoarded there. And um, he has a voodoo priestess that summoned dead zombie pirates to help protect the treasure. And you're with another crew on a boat called the Ravenger. And these guys are, they're just as bad. We don't have good guys. There's no good pirates. So <laughs> these movies, eh, no, we're bring, we're trying to make pirates evil again. So the, the Ravenger crew, they're a bunch of cannibals. Uh, so you're going with a group of cannibals to go on an island, try to raid it to get the treasure from the pirate king. And that's really kind of the <laughs> big picture of Terror Isle. And then, so we get to play with all the stuff like this fish guys. We have the fishmen. We have, uh, we have an Aztec section where, you know, there's some ruins there and we have people there. And uh, so we, there's so much material. We haven't even touched all the tropes. We haven't messed with like uh, walking the plank. We haven't. There's so many cool pirate things we haven't even messed with yet. That's mm. going to be fun to do later on. And these games have about a four or five year lifespan, really. Believe it or not, I, I was kind of like, <laughs> how long does this last? Because these things are kind of expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you could, yeah, you can have a section where you're like downloading illegal videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a different kind of pirating. Kind of pirate. Oh, really? Oh. All right. yeah. But but we're going to go evil. So this Pirate King's got the two rooms we're not using in escape room games right now is we have the, when you enter into the house, it's the foyer. And then when he has his, his library with the, the classic pipe organ and the big books and stuff, it's really cool. Um, that those two rooms, we're going to make it really more magic oriented, throw a little Harry Potter action in there. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. so then I can kind of branch off into that side of things. So, mm-hmm. but still keep it. We try to keep everything pretty period. Correct. I mean, the outfits, the 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 design, everything in there, as much as possible. Except we have a freezer room. Pirates and we have frozen dead pirates, <laughs> which I'm 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 planning on piping air from the AC up top with these giant ACs to cool it down. That's the one thing I'm missing. I gotta freeze the room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's the only room I really is just like, come on, man, they didn't have a freezer room, but. <laughs> Gotta have frozen dead pirates. I had to have them custom made. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So the three games you have right now are called Mystic Voyage, Nefarious Offering, and Dungeon of the Drowned. And that so if you're following the story, is it you start in Mystic Voyage and then you go to Nefarious and then in Dungeon. So we yeah, did Dungeon cool. and then we did Mystic Voyage. So we haven't done the Nefarious. Nefarious offering. is my favorite. It's my favorite. Um I think all three are equally as good seriously um when people ask me which one should i play nefarious i usually pick if it's a big group too because it's it's one two three it's three huge rooms i mean escape rooms don't do rooms this big and it you know from a business standpoint it's it kind of you know a lot of escape room places will put like the big ones will put like nine rooms but to me, I need to balance it. I want it where you're getting a different experience in each room mm-hmm. and you're you're having that, you know, part of an escape room game is 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 getting that little like hit because oh I got it, yes. And then go to the next <laughs> section. Just like a video game. You're on the yeah. next level. And you don't want to be stuck on the same level the whole time. So mm-hmm. um 
keeping the rooms big, I, I, I'm happy with. I need this fourth one because I do corporate events and parties, and I just had 33 people I stuffed in three games, and man, it, it was tight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the, it, it tells the story if you play them in order, but you can play them out of order and you don't know the difference. Yeah, yeah and the haunted sure. you have no idea because the haunted house I let people go through as many times as they want, which is like not done ever because my people are there and I'm paying them and the lines weren't massive yet. Um, so I'm like, y'all go through as many times as you want this time, look around so you could see all this cool stuff in there. Cause they don't <laughs> notice. It. Yeah. And we are distracted by the scares and we have a mm-hmm. massive, shark. we have a shark that's heads as big as the car. Yes. That jumped. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. We ran in a corner and there he was jumping out at us and it was really funny. <laughs> That's the, only, that's the only scary thing I leave on because it's so big. What am I going to do with it? I might as well yeah. use it. I have, mm-hmm. a, um, I have a, all the dead bodies are upstairs right now. So, and oh. all the monsters are turned off and hidden. And so the, the, the idea is I, September 15th, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use two weeks to lead up to the haunt. Turn, uh, turn off the escape room bookings, go into haunt mode, drag the bodies down, toss the stuff up, screw the doors to the walls and try to figure out how fast we can do it. I think we could do it in a week's time so we don't lose the downtime of the escape room game. Run the haunt for Fridays and Saturdays only. I, I overextended last year. I did the typical haunt season, but I, I'm not big enough yet. I, I got a Houston's a weird haunted house um, town. It's it's not like the Midwest and, and the East Coast, West Coast, where the haunts are huge in those places. Houston's yeah. weird. We have seven. Um, I think there's seven. You know, in Dallas, Fort Worth, there's like 24. Okay, wow. it's it's very bizarre. But um, so and, and and the and the customers are different. You know, in Dallas, Fort Worth area, they hop around different haunts. Houston, it's it's I've noticed that people are like I've been to this one 10 years in a row. So you got to kind of build your own mm. crew, if you will. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the um, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited because last year was so much fun. Haunted house. If you ever work in a haunted house. It, it's it's an adrenaline rush it's so yeah. fun. so we, we can't wait to do this and then what we'll do is we'll get through halloween's like on a monday or something and then uh immediately flip back put the bodies back upstairs make sure everything's working look <laughs> our wounds and then kick back in uh wow. that, that's the plan see most most um haunted houses there's a lot of haunted houses in escape room games uh, they're starting to get into it but they put them on the side of the mm-hmm. haunt yeah. So one, the most famous one's going to be like a, a 13th Gate uh, in Baton Rouge, I believe. <laughs> their their haunted house um, um, has been around forever. Um, it, it was called House of Shock before that. The singer from Pantera was one of the people that started that thing. And <laughs> it's it's awesome. The videos <laughs> I've seen, I've never been to it. But one of the guys that helped me build it, he used to work there and and I, I've watched a lot of clips on it, but they have, I have not been yet, but it's on my list. They have apparently some of the best haunted uh, house mm-hmm. escape room games on the side, but no one puts them inside, which mm-hmm. is done. Yeah. Have all this scenery. Why don't you do it? Yeah, really? Um, yeah. A lot of uh, haunted houses. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. So yep. a lot of haunted houses around here, it's just like pop-up things, you yep. know? And, and in fact, they don't really do that much anymore. I, I work for a company that used to do one as a fundraiser and um we had to stop doing it but it was like this big production and people you know people on my team would go work at it and uh 
and be part of it. And they said it was just a lot of work, you know, because you're just standing in this one place and you're making, doing this jump and okay, I'm doing it again, you know, <laughs> you know, people walking by. And, and uh, yeah, we, we don't have anything like that. But that mean to reuse things that makes the most sense, right? You're reusing what you already have, adding to it, but you're not rebuilding something or having something totally separate. And then it's you, you also have the benefit of somebody coming in and be like, ooh, this is cool. And, oh, you do escape rooms, too. I'll come back, you know, and do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From a from a marketing standpoint, um, you know, I had you know, everyone that signed up and bought tickets for the haunt then now gets emails about the escape room. Mm. Everyone that goes, by the way, yeah. as an insurance guy, all these escape room guys <laughs> make you sign waivers. Mm-hmm. Waivers are garbage. Because you signed it, but your wife didn't. Right. Your, wife could, your kids could sue. And I asked the, I asked this guy, <laughs> what the hell do y'all do waivers? Haunted houses don't do waivers. Why do you do waivers? To get their email addresses. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. so, yeah, it's kind of building on itself. So now I'm building up all these escape room uh, folks that that love the place. And they're coming back. It's It's crazy how fast they come back to finish all the games. Yeah. Um, they want to do the whole story. That's awesome. I need a fourth one, but now they get to go see another side of Terror Isle, which is crazy different. I mean, <laughs> the, the technology we we changed the lights, the sound, uh, the intensity of everything. So haunted house is so loud; everything's jammed up loud. The strobe lights and the intensity of the lights, and you're trying to get people on edge. Escape rooms, you can't do that because they got to be able to talk to each other. We've had to right. bring down. The sounds are, I mean, we got eagles and all kinds of pleasant sounds. Um, but yeah, that gets flipped on its head. So um, it, it's, it's, it's going to be fun seeing how fast we can, we can go the other way. But yeah, but for <laughs> it's finished all the escape room games, there's never been the haunted house. It's going to be like a whole different place they've never been to. They're like, whoa, yeah. what is this? Hmm. That's cool. <laughs> did you say, I could be wrong. Did you say that when you get closer to the haunt season, you're going to do something special with the escape rooms? I can't remember. I thought you said something. A couple ideas. I have more ideas than I have uh, energy and time. <laughs> but, uh, so um, there's a escape room I played in Houston called Strange Bird. And if you're yes. ever in, you've got to go do this thing. It's, it's so good. It's, it's, it's just a different take than what we do we're more universal and these guys they have uh actors in there, live actors and it's 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 um, it's more of a theater immersiveness it's really really awesome and it's a long one it's like an hour and a half i think long. yeah yeah we went and played it um with some friends that are about to open another escape room in, in houston and the owners found out it was all of us and they're like oh we're gonna come do the acting <laughs> uh, so we had the but <laughs> and then they gave us a behind the scenes store they're awesome people and um, um, it gave me a really cool idea. And I'm like, OK, so about the time we're getting close to shutting down is when we do actor tryouts for the haunt. Um, why not put these guys in costume for the like last two weeks before we shut down and, and embed them in the escape room games? Yeah, just random characters in there. They're not necessarily running the games or anything, but you just got people walking around talking to you. So now you got pirates and voodoo people and monsters jumping out and <laughs> make kind of just, just add a little immersiveness. But what, what I was thinking is that it gives those people time to practice their characters. Yeah. yeah. A really good haunt, you need the backstory. They need to have um, some frame, like I said, with artists, but you give them the freedom to play in it. 
not just boo, get out. If anybody says that, it's terrible. It's terrible. That's yeah. a, there are haunts that do that, and there's ones in Houston I've, I've been to um, that I'm just like, boo? <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do that. You're, you're making me cringe. So um, I'm thinking about doing that, uh, at least with a few of our actors, to let them flesh out their their characters because i think it'd be really cool to just add another level to it but then in october i'm doing another thing where every thursday i've got a micro event is what i'm calling so basically the first thursday the local junior college has uh they teamed up with me and they gave me this idea so i'm giving a credit to them, <laughs> college of Man. Um, they're going to have a program there where we have about 30 people in there and we have uh, a lady who wrote books of a book about ghosts in Galveston. So she's going to do a lecture about ghosts. And then after it's over, I'm going to give a behind the scenes tour of the haunted house. So you can cool. see all the- that. I do. Cool. We love haunted house. People love showing behind the curtain. Escape room. People know they don't want to give you all the clues, right. but, <laughs> but you see all the magic and all the monsters work and how it works. So that's going to be the first one. The second. And I was like, Ooh, that's a cool idea. Cause I was going to throw a festival and I started looking, I was like, oh, I don't want to throw a festival. I've done those. It's a, it's a pain in the butt, but this is easy and really cool. So this will be like VIP things. And they'll also get a pass to the haunted house. So they get to go to a, an event, get a behind the scenes tour and they get a pass. So the second week I've got the paranormal ghost hunters coming. So they're coming to my building next month. It's a building from 1915. I've got about a half a dozen employees that claim they've seen a, a, a two ghosts, a, a, a lady Ooh. and a man. I have not. But I can tell you, I had some strange crap happen. In the I've been in the early morning by myself, and things are slamming that should not slam. Um, we've had a button pushed, and there's no one been upstairs. Oh, man. It's one of those ones you got to stick your finger and push up. Um, so they're going to come do an investigation of the building. It's going to be really cool. That's and cool. then um, it's called South Texas Haunts. They're on Facebook. You can find them on there. They have videos on YouTube. Um, they're going to come do their investigation with all their equipment but then that thursday in october they're going to come back and do a whole presentation of like places they've gone and all that i'm that thing's getting so much buzz locally i'm actually renting the the building on the next block and doing a huge event with that where they're going to be able to showcase all their stuff then i'll bring them in do a behind the scenes tour and then you get to pass the haunt the third week is going to be billy who wrote the horror books um he's going to come in there and talk about writing uh, horror uh background uh, he may bring another person with him. And then in the fourth, I got a tarot card reader girl coming that's going to talk about how to read tarot and all that. Um, it's it's going to be cool. So it's like little special VIP events you go to. You get the behind the scenes tour and then you get to come back and do the haunt on the weekend. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I want to check those out. Yeah, definitely. It'll be fun. And, you know, it, it's all of it. I think, you know, my normal tickets for the haunts like 25 bucks. I don't charge a lot because the haunts about 15 minutes walk through. Um, but we we destroy you. Um, we hit you. <laughs> Each actor hits you about five times because the way, not physically, but <laughs> the, the, way, the way our boss design is you can be on one side and you can hop to the other side in like two seconds and people don't even know. So mm-hmm. an actor can get you multiple times. That's how they're really, really good haunts. It was well designed for this. Um, and and so when you leave, you're, you're shocking off. <laughs> you're like, whoa. And then we will have uh, a tarot card reader there that's going to be doing fortunes every night. So we built a special room for that. Uh, 
but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's definitely trying to do some different things. I think these little events are going to be really cool for people, especially yeah. people love Halloween. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Well, I've got, I've got some thoughts uh, that after we stop recording, I, I'm going to tell you. I won't say it on the air, but uh, I love I love feedback from anyone. And we that was the best thing is bringing in some of these escape room pros. I let them play free a couple of the games. Some of them they came back and paid for some, and I was like, please beat me up. I I, I want you to beat me up. I want to know whatever. And they're like, dude, this is awesome. I'm like, but they would they they give me a few few things that I was just like I didn't think about that. So. Um, you know, feedback is awesome because you know if you think you got the best thing, and you stop learning, you're yeah. you're gonna die. Yeah. Well, it, it was an amazing time. Do you guys, uh, Chris, Katrin, have any questions? Uh, no. no, I I I just want to say I, I I love the artwork. Ryan's got some behind him, but uh, on yes, the website and everything, is, the artwork yeah. is really nice. So even even the graphics, if you go look at haunted houses, my graphics are totally different. This is done by a New Orleans artist. I got New Orleans. What I do is I go get heavy metal artists uh, that do <laughs> album covers for bands. Uh, nice. A, B, they're awesome. And, and, <laughs> and there's a little Scooby-Doo vibe there. You see it? The color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I try mm-hmm. going for that Saw thing. That's not my thing. I've never liked Saw movies. I'm going for that eerie, spooky kind of thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. this year's shirts, um, I got two guys that do heavy metal albums one guy's from germany and he's got the voodoo priestess shirt that's amazing and the other guy i did not know this um he's done uh um artwork for bank uh, if you listen to heavy metal a band called high on fire they just won the grammy two years ago i think it's two years ago um, um those guys were in bands called like sleep and they're, they're like stoner metal stuff um he did their artwork i was like whoa that's crazy this i mean this so these guys are out there so and and i just kind of you know i'm what that our shirts are this way too we have a really cool just it's more of like a i love heavy metal stuff so i got more of a metals uh the stoner rock sludgy kind of vibe thing instead of the typical hot stuff that you say so Yeah. yeah i i dig all these art that these guys have so much stuff i just want to keep printing shirts but i have so many shirts to sell <laughs> but, very yeah. cool awesome yeah it, it'll be hard to get Catron down here but at least want, my brother's in mckinney texas so i at least want to get him down here to go to 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 do this because mm-hmm. i think he'll love it Catron, maybe when, when you're down here sometime we can get you we'll be, i'll be in there in july so that's true so maybe have, we can come I, in and do uh, is very late little, on that sunday so Oh, there we go. Maybe we can do a room. We have a lot um, of time that day. Yeah. Right, well, yeah, just uh just let us know. You guys need to come come check out that, awesome. that little game. Y'all love it. And you even fish in that game, by the way. Oh, cool. <laughs> Nobody does fishing. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, again, I thanks for coming on and it is amazing. Uh tell everybody where they can go buy tickets, where they can find all the information. All that stuff so we can get your name out there as much as we can. So so you just go to terroraisle.com. Yes, the Texas accent doesn't they're like terror what? Terror. R O R I S L E. You can see it on the backdrop there, dot com. You can go in there, you all of these games you book them. You book your time. You can do four to eight people. If you if you want to do a party, we do parties. We'll shut the whole place down. You can have the whole place to yourself. Um, we could do about thirty max on that. 
um we set up the front room we have it all designed up i mean it is cool you're you're sitting in on on, on top of a ship um so um you can go in there pick your time those things are normally 35 dollars a ticket which is about in line with these things but if you use the code word ahoy it'll knock five bucks off but the haunt will start selling tickets ooh, probably beginning september 1 those are 25 bucks it'll be the same place you just go online and, and book it and those special events they'll be on there and we're also got as soon as my webmaster gets it up we're going to start singles night this is cool the last Friday of every month, uh, we're going to take singles. We're going to shuffle them all up, and we're going to throw them in rooms. You never know. You might. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be. It's you know, and also for people that don't have big groups to play. You know, yeah. we yeah. you have to have four to play our games. Yeah. Uh, typically, if you call me and you got three, I'll I'll let you slide. But it, it, um, but yeah, the singles night, we're going to take 30 strangers, mix them up, toss them in the rooms, and who knows what happens. Yeah. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's cool. cool. All of that can get uh, Soltero, and we're on Facebook and Instagram and all that fun stuff, too. You can find us on that. Well, cool. Well, thanks for coming on tonight. No, I appreciate yeah. you guys having yeah. us. And before we before we go, we will be at Comic Palooza this uh, July. Okay, 16th right. and 17th. 16th, 17th. Is it 16th, 17th, 18th? Is, is Comic no, it's 15th, 15th through oh, the 15th, 17th, 16th. but we'll be there 16th and 17th. I'll probably be there 15th, too. Well, there you go. There are and, some wrestling matches that night on the 15th. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and we were <laughs> be doing a live show. We haven't got confirmation if they approved our theme for the live show, but if they do, then we – this is right up your alley, Craig. We'll be talking about uh, treasure hunting and treasures that you can still find that nice. are hidden in the Houston area and in Texas – Today, you could go out there and search for them today. So, uh, hopefully, I can get some of your stuff and I'll bring it. And when we talk about treasure hunting, we're like, you want to go look for some treasure <laughs> at Treasure Isle? Here you go. Here's the info. Go. <laughs> Terror Isle. <laughs> All right, Terror Isle. Go. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's late. Go down there and <laughs> but, chat out there. Well, there's treasure at Terror Isle, right? Yes. Yes. Anyways, there is. There's plenty. No, but, where, where's that convention going to be at? It's going to be at the oh man, is it Houston or yeah, it's, it's Houston. in Houston, yeah, the uh-huh. big um, the big convention center that's big right convention. there at the Astros. With Georgia Brown. Yep, that's it. Yep. And that's the 16th of next month. That's it. Yeah, it's yeah. so Saturday 15, and Sunday. 16th and 17th. Well, we'll be at the Texas Haunters Convention at the same time. Oh in man, Eat Texas. So they usually have uh, some ooh, different. Yeah. yeah, they usually have some different haunts, uh, kind of people there from different, um, I guess, haunt, uh, whatever businesses or whatever. And then there's some creepy people walking around. We saw some girl with a leash on this guy that was just all creepy looking and just different. Yeah. <laughs> that's just yeah. the attendees. That's just, oh, <laughs> that, that's awesome. No, we we we're really loving going to these these conventions. We're doing the Houston Horror Fe- Film Festival. I don't know if y'all seen that one. Mm-hmm. You, check it out they've got it's becoming one of the biggest national ones for if you want if you like people in movies they've got everybody come into an autograph um oh, cool. interesting that, that one's next month too it we have a booth there we're going to start doing uh these booths we found these booths are better because it's a lot of people believe it or not i've never played escape room games and they don't know what it is they think it's that movie where you're stuck and locked and yeah. you <laughs> and uh but, we love these things. I'm starting. I'm gonna start going to these comic cons and setting up booths too. Of course, dress up yeah. and all that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll yeah, be dressed uh, up. 
be having fun. <laughs> Comic, uh, Comic Palooza, they're going to have Jackie Earl Haley, who played uh, Freddy in Nightmare. Nice. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Y'all got to go, go look at that Houston Horror Film Festival. If you see their lineup, you're going to be blown away. I mean, they got the kid that was in Chucky. They've got Tom Arnold <laughs> be there. they got uh, the lady from uh, Sleepaway Camp, the girl that moved. <laughs> all the movies. I mean, they have a ton. I was shocked. They keep rolling more people out. <laughs> oh, and Alice Cooper. They'll have Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah, yes, Alice, Alice Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> Yeah, and Sergeant Slaughter. So and there Sergeant. we go. <laughs> cool. There's a lot of people. Doing. Anyways, thank you again for coming out. We'll stay on and chat a little bit afterwards, but we're going to uh, sign off here on the podcast. This has been episode 241 of I Am Geek, and we'll be back next week with something new, something fun, and of course, something geeky. What? <laughs>